Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. New Year's resolutions are hard, but saving money is easy with SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket, but if you got credit card debt, you can get rid of it just like that and skip your next two house payments. That's right, no payments until April at SaveWithConrad.com. The team at Save with Conrad are routinely helping families just like yours save five, six, seven, even eight hundred dollars a month. Find out how much money you can save for free. At SaveWithConrad.com, NMLS number 32416, Equal Housing Lender, SaveWithConrad.com. How's it going, everyone? It's time for another edition of Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, presented to you by the ad-free shows and the podcast Heat Networks. I am John Alba, and we are live in living color on adfreeshows.com. So if you are watching us on adfreeshows.com, we would love to hear from your voices throughout the course of this taping. But regardless, I'm not who you're here for. You're here to see the bald beauty himself. Wearing a hat, Mr. Eric Bischoff. Look at there it Still is. Bald. Dude, Still bald. Still bald, but I, I'm wearing a hat, not because I'm embarrassed by, by getting my head shaved, obviously, because I look so good no matter what, but it's because it's like chrome, like literally a hubcap-looking kind of color, and it reflects the light from above. It's yeah. actually distracting, and I heard it's even possible that it screws things up on the space station. So I'm going to just uh, go ahead and keep it covered to avoid any issues well that's that's why in tv we wear makeup because the makeup absorbs the light and it's not reflecting as much so maybe we just gotta lather your head there with some cover-up or mascara or something man no that's what hats are for dude that's what hats are for. <laughs> did you ever wear makeup on tv oh fuck yeah yeah tons of it hated it and you know did when you? i yeah and when it was at its 
worst was when I first started with uh, WCW because they had, you know, a makeup department. And Terry Reynolds actually was the makeup artist that was under contract to Turner. I believe she was an independent contractor at the time, but she was like the in-house makeup person that CNN used and all the sportscasters. And she, she did a lot of makeup for all the different on camera positions within Turner Broadcasting. And she got assigned to WCW and she was the first one that did it. Uh, and I'm not suggesting she didn't do a great job. She did. But back in the day, before high def cameras, right? They would just lather that stuff on. Man, you'd walk out of there and your face, you look like a mannequin, you know, in, in, in real life. But of course, on camera, because of the low resolution at the time, you didn't really notice. It all looks smooth and great, but now it's a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've never had a makeup person. I've I've always had to do my own makeup. So that, that's kind of a thing of a of the past now. At that level of television, it's rather archaic unless you really really make it like national network. So I've had to learn how to do my makeup and try to look as yeah. I as I learned to do my own makeup back when I was modeling long before I got into the uh, the entertainment business or the wrestling business. Uh, I was a kind of a print fashion commercial model. That's how Mrs. B and I met. Uh, she was a model. She was actually, believe I don't know if I've ever told you this. Her first modeling gig was when she was four. Oh my. And she was on the cover <clears throat> of a Play-Doh can. Huh. Like Play-Doh's been around forever. It's probably some toxic shit, right? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But it was, you know, a very popular kid's thing back then you know play-doh you it was different colors and you could mold it and shape it and if you came like i would make little dogs and little cars and stuff when i was young and then if you really liked it then you just put it up on the windowsill and overnight when you'd wake up it would be hard it would be like a rock and it was awesome it was an awesome toy as a kid so mrs b back in probably 1965 or 66 was chosen to be the little kid, the face, huh. the face of Play-Doh. So you've been married to the face of Play-Doh for decades now? That'd be me. Huh. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, just the kids around me in kindergarten were eating the Play-Doh rather than playing with it. So that's, uh, Oh, I ate it. I yeah, that's why I like Play-Doh so much, and that's why the manufacturers of Play-Doh made so much money at the time, because they sweetened up the Play-Doh knowing full well that the kids were going to play with it, have fun, show their parents all this artistic arts and crafts. Oh, little Johnny's got a beautiful eye. Oh, look at little Susie over here. She could be a sculptor when she grows up. And then when the little kid would eat the room, I'm going to go eat the whatever it is they made, and guess what? Parents got to go buy more Play-Doh. The kids are eating it and playing with it. I think there's an episode about the business of Play-Doh at some point. In it's the business period. of the toy business, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, it's great to be on here with you. We got a lot to get into this week, a lot of business news. Again, if you're on ad-free shows, drop some questions, drop some thoughts here, guys. We got Eric Green in here. He says, hey, fellas. Uh, we got Bobby in here. Always great to see Bobby. We got Josh Fields in here. So if anyone has got some thoughts during the course of this episode, we encourage you to join the conversation and join ad-free shows at adfreeshows.com. Eric, uh, we are taping this on Thursday afternoon. It is before the WrestleMania press conference, so there's nothing for us to 
react to at this moment. You and Conrad will be doing a live reaction afterwards on the 83 Weeks YouTube. But is there anything that you would like to say on the press conference front? I mean, maybe even just the idea that WWE was able to get in to the Super Bowl media mayhem in Las Vegas there and have wow, I didn't even think of that. Didn't even oh, think yeah. of that. First of all, let's let me uh let me correct you just a little bit. We are Conrad and I are gonna be going live beginning at 3 p.m. Pacific. That's one hour before the press before conference. The press conference. Okay. We're gonna be going live. We're gonna be taking questions. We're gonna getting we're gonna be getting live comments, live questions, live comments. It's an opportunity for everybody to kind of speak their minds. And you know, when Conrad and I and Dave Silva started talking about this, in my mind at least, I'm 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 approaching this almost as um, a research project. This is this is going to be in the way I'm approaching it, really a focus group, and we really want to encourage people to participate because when it's all said and done, we're going to have live polls throughout the show, and you're going to be able to kind of follow and track what's going on and what people are thinking and how they're reacting to some of the topics and questions that we're undoubtedly going to discuss. And we're going to we're going to cover some shit, folks. We're going to be covering some shit, but. I'm looking at this because I'm so fascinated with this approach to WrestleMania. And there's essentially two schools of thought. There's the Dave Meltzer theory with this, where this is all a big plan and in a, a way to put more sympathy on, on Cody and that we could likely see or potentially see Cody uh, end up closing the door or WrestleMania 40 having finished the story. That's one theory, and I'm sure there are variations of that theory floating about. But for ease of communication and entertainment, we're going to really talk about two theories. Is it, is it work? Was this all a plan? And if it is, a fascinating one, fascinating story, if it is a story. Or is Rock going to come in and Bigfoot his way? into WrestleMania and Cody B sidelined in his, in his story. So those are the two questions. We're going to get more information. We're going to update the story as, as updates become available. And throughout the entire press conference, we're going to be taking questions here and comments, poll, poll results, all that. And then at the end, the one poll that matters the most to me will, will be, how do you feel about WrestleMania now? versus two weeks ago. Are you looking forward to WrestleMania more because of the way story has played out and Rock and Roman are, are, are going to close the night? Or are you disappointed in the way things have evolved? So we're going to do all that. And it's all going to be live. It's all going to be interactive. This is the first time we've ever done it. So I encourage anybody that's listening to this, jump on board, 83 weeks on YouTube.com, baby. Yeah. This is a very unique event. They're doing it again, being in their Super Bowl weekend or week, I should say, with all the, the media hubaloo that is going on. Uh, curious if they announce Las Vegas for a future WrestleMania. Seems like that would be a really good opportunity to do something like that. Um, and I'm also really curious, Eric, with the media presence that's going to be there, what gets brought up from the media? You, know, you talked about it last week on our podcast, right? where you were saying there were a lot of legitimate media who you felt hadn't done their due diligence in discussing the current situation at hand with Vince and TKO. 
Uh, I'm curious what the media presence is like there. Who is asking what will the Vince McMahon situation be brought up? Uh, that's that's really going to be interesting to follow up on and uh, see. I believe there's going to be some sort of a media scrum after the press conference as well that won't be aired live. It'll be distributed amongst people who are there. So it's going to be fascinating. It did pick up a lot of mainstream attention this week. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter even talked about how uh, the, the timeline of things went down last week. And it was, as we suspected, Eric Slim Jim uh, pulling out that led Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro to call Vince McMahon and suggest that he step away. So the timeline becoming a little more clear on that point. Uh, any other thoughts uh, on this press conference ahead of it? No, but you brought up a really good point, John. It's amazing that they could turn this thing around because you know this this press conference is going to be a production. This is not going to be an impromptu something you can do at the you know lobby of a hotel or a casino somewhere, just ENG or as some people may not know ENG, it's a electronic news gathering, just kind of run and gun. You got your audio guy, you got your camera guy, and you're you're shooting as you're walking, so to speak, talking and walking. That won't be this. This will be a well-produced event, I'm sure. Um, but amazing that they could just, like, put all these details together on such quick notice, turn it around, and promote the hell out of it. Yeah. there. Are, I mean, there are so many media outlets out there for WrestleMania or rather for Super Bowl week, which is, of course, the NFL's WrestleMania. It's just wild how many outlets get credentialed for those events. And, uh, yeah, any, any Super Bowl picks, Eric? You gotta, you're going to go with Kansas City? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, really pulling for San Francisco. I, I, I just don't want to hear anything more about Taylor Swift. I don't. Not that I dislike Taylor Swift. I think she's an absolutely fascinating individual fascinating in the sense of she has so much talent seems to have her life despite her choice in music composition pretty well under control and as a solid citizen and not crazy and doing weird shit that ends up all over the media and make you go Ugh. so yeah no i'm kind of I, I i admire the hell out of her but i'm tired of her i liken it to sushi i love really really good sushi. And sometimes I think I could eat sushi seven days a week, 24 hours a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Hell, I did it while I was in Japan many times. But even I, an absolute lover of great sushi, eventually get tired of sushi. And I liken the current obsession of the American public's fascination with Taylor Swift to too much sushi. I don't care how much you love it. It's too much. Stop it. Stop it. Anthony says, first raw Netflix from the sphere might be bonkers. What do you think about that, man? Dude. How, now I'm going to that one. Yeah. I'm not even calling anybody in the office to get a free ticket. I am going to buy one because that's one I really want to sit in the middle of the, I don't even want the best seats in the house. No. I want the mid-level seats. I want to be in that house experiencing it just like everybody else. I don't want to be backstage. I don't want to have a little box. I don't want none of that shit. I want to be right smack dab in the middle of the floor so I know firsthand what does this feel like and how different is it from anything else we've ever experienced. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think the Sphere is a game-changing venue, and we're going to see, 
UFC, I have no doubt like UFC is going to run a major pay-per-view from there at some point. I totally think WWE will run a show from the sphere eventually. I, uh, Jim Dolan, the owner of the Knicks and the Rangers in Madison Square Garden, came under a lot of fire when they announced that project because it was just so damn expensive. And, you know, on the outside, it stands out for sure. But I think that's like a game-changing venue, Eric. And I think it's going to totally radicalize the way that we produce events and conceptualize events. Uh, well, do you I mean, have any thoughts on that? Well, it's no, I agree with you. It, it, I mean, it, it's like the sphere is an attraction in and of itself. I mean, it's you just want to go sit in that thing and, and, and see what it's all about. It is an attraction. And then you've got featured performers and athletes and shows so you've you've got an attraction within an attraction that's pretty awesome and and i think it will change so much it'll open up the opportunity there are probably from a technical perspective there are probably many effects and things that that, that exist that current production standards you know just the way people are doing things now and touring the show and being in a different venue every week and all that probably don't allow producers to really or directors to really take advantage of i am guessing i don't know anything about it but i am guessing that this venue will provide a much broader palette of technical capabilities so that the viewer at home is going to experience television completely different than any way they've experienced it before. Yeah, when that eventually happens, it's going to be something. I, I just kept thinking, like, if there were so many of these other bands that would have gone on it back in the day, like, imagine Pink Floyd in the sphere, how trippy and psychedelic something like that would have been, and uh, Kiss even back in the day, too. Uh, man, just would have been wild. But uh, it's going to be a great venue to see for events going forward. Eric, let's get into the most recent big piece of news to really kick us off here. And I know we're called Strictly Business, but AEW, Eric, is planning on doing big business. That is coming to the TD Garden in Boston, March 13th. Look at the font. Tickets go on sale this Saturday. February 10th, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the lowest tickets are priced at $20, so they really want to put people in this venue, Eric. And all signs <laughs> pointing all signs pointing to this being the debut of Mercedes Monet. This is very much the path they took when they debuted CM Punk, where you leaned into it. You didn't outright say that he was debuting, but you insinuated it, and that is what they're going to be doing here with big business i know you commented a little bit on mercedes monet on 83 weeks but what do you think of the approach here to try and put on a big show and debut her um i don't i'm kind of neutral on it <clears throat> i mean there's been so much chatter about this and little teases here and there and an appearance here and there what was it on ring of honor she made an appearance or whatever it was so there's been there's no reason at this point, to try to orchestrate any kind of a surprise, unless she's going to, you know, become and make her entrance vis-a-vis -vis through the crowd and get herself involved and get herself involved in something that's going on in the ring and have her introduction to the AEW audience vis-a-vis -vis action in the ring as opposed to the traditional. And here comes her music, and she. And by the way, that's I'm not advocating one or the other. They're both good. 
I would prefer to see her enter and have a big splash, do something impactful as a part of her entrance, as opposed to the pageantry of what we're going to see a million times anyway. That being said, um, yeah, let's, we'll see. I think uh, I, I'm happy for her. I don't know Mercedes at all. We've never spoken, I don't believe. If we have, it was very brief. But uh, look, she's she's a great performer. She's accomplished a lot. She's young. She's got an amazing career ahead of her, potentially, I think, in the ring and out of the ring. So nothing but, uh, nothing but support for Mercedes Monet. If you're asking me, do I think it's going to have much of an impact? I think it'll be a great event tonight. I think people in the arena will react very positively. I think people watching at home will go, finally, something, something, you know, something we get, we can get excited about and cheer for. And you know, I think across the boards in wrestling, it's kind of cool to have that right now. Right? I think everybody's kind of starving for a feel-good moment, and this will be, in a way, a feel-good moment. So we'll see. I after the fact, I think in three weeks we'll be looking at the same numbers and the same lackluster ticket sales and house or in in live events, including their their number one show, Dynamite, struggling to do really much better than three or four thousand people on a regular basis to come and be a part of that show, which is mind-boggling to me. Um, anyway, we'll see. I hopefully I'm wrong, man. Hopefully she's going to come in and. She'll be able to do what so many others before her who came in with a lot of excitement, a lot of equity, just fan support, and not have any positive impact on the final product. So, Eric, it's going to be interesting for me because Mercedes Monet has one of the most passionate fan bases in all of wrestling today uh, on social media discourse. In terms financially, she was one of WWE's top merch pushers uh she has a great presence in the mainstream obviously being part of star wars that's a huge crossover opportunity so she has a presence we know that she wants to do more she's a legitimate wrestlemania main eventer and she's only 32 years old as you said there's a lot of upside there she's very different than a lot of the other individuals that tony khan has brought in from the wwe side or even just in the general free agency realm it's going to be a pretty big litmus test, I believe, for what the appetite within AEW is. And on top of that, Eric, it's going to shine some importance on Tony needing to really put some emphasis on women's wrestling in AEW, which has been a common criticism over the course of the past five years with the company. Uh, what do you think her presence might do in that regard? I have no idea because Tony is... There are no real patterns he's all over the board so i think it will mean whatever it means to tony in the moment but i don't think there's any predictions here could it be a sign that tony let me be uh glass half foolish on this one could it be a sign that tony has recognized that we've heard and read that the women's division is is underserved and he's going to beef it up and some rocket fuel build it out, make it better. Good. This could be a great indication of that. Um, there's some amazing talent. Britt Baker, Rebel. I mean, there is a personality in a character and a talent that is just, 
I, I well, Chris, I don't watch a lot of AEW, as everybody knows. Um, I tuned in a little bit last week. I drop in if I hear about something special going on that I feel like I should be aware of. But for the most part, it's like, eh, not really part of my thought process to check out AEW. But there's so many great women there that, that like Britt Baker and like Rebel. And there are others, some newcomers on the block. So let's do something to add another dimension to an otherwise stale product because it is at best a stale product. I think they've done a nice job with Gianna Perazzo. It could be, I was going to say there's a lot of names there that I'm not familiar with that you are, but this could be the shot in the arm that AEW and Dynamite need to get out of that just flat line that they're in. I think Deanna Perazzo coming in, she's been presented fantastically. I think Mariah May coming in has been presented really well too. So hopefully you see some, investment in that division with a move like this because women's wrestling is very popular right now and uh i I think that there is definitely an audience sasha banks mercedes was one of wwe's highest draws week in and week out on monday night raw or smackdown whenever she was on tv you look at the quarter hours they always sustained when she was on tv if not grew so she is definitely someone you can build a division around let me ask you this true or false mercedes monet is a top two star in a in AEW. Looking for a great Mother's Day or Father's Day gift idea? I was, and I found it at Paint Your Life. With Paint Your Life, you'll get a hand-painted portrait created to fit almost any budget, and it's a great gift idea for your mother, your father, or both. You say Paint Your Life transforms your photos into a one-of-a-kind, beautiful hand-painted portrait created by professional artists. You upload anything you can imagine. You can even combine photos. You'll pick the artist, the medium. You can even customize the frame. And you can receive your painting in as little as two weeks. You can give the most meaningful gift you've ever given at PaintYourLife.com. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, just text the word WEEKS to 87204. That's WEEKS to 87204. Text WEEKS to 87204. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. See paintyourlife.com slash terms for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You know, stars, you know, what's a star? It's subjective. It's subjective. So that's why I want your opinion. There's no standards. You know, if you ask me who's a top star, I'll tell you whoever is in the main event the most times throughout the year and generate the most dollars. That's who your top star is. Okay. So is she one of those? Not yet, but she hasn't even put on the tights in the ring yet. How could she be? She has potential to be. Okay. So you think she has the potential to be? Yeah. Yeah. I, I she think does. I'm not sure AEW does. There's the problem or there's the issue is, and I used to tell this to Dixie Carter all the time. She just in one ear and out the other, but Unless something changes in the perception of AEW, whatever that is, something has to change 
in order to get fans excited about the product again, because they've cultivated, they meaning AEW, has cultivated a significant amount of ill will amongst wrestling fans for a variety of reasons. So adding a talent is an interesting opportunity, but unless there is a strategic initiative to support the addition of a talent, likely it's not going to matter in the midterm. You may get a short-term bump, enthusiasm, chatter, maybe even a little blip in the ratings for consistently for a couple, let's say three or four weeks. But unless there is a defined, clearly articulated strategy that represents a shift in perception, or at least the potential for a shift in perception of the product, adding any talent, it's unfair to the talent to ascribe lack of AEW success to the talent. There is a tremendous amount of talent in AEW, none of which have had any significant impact on the overall health of the television program, which drives the promotion. All right. What does that tell you? Is it the talent's fault or is it creative and management's fault? I submit to you, your honor, that it's management's fault and creative's fault as a part of management, because you have the talent, you've got the platform. You initially had the goodwill of the audience rooting for you, including me and people like me even who were working in WWE at the time. But that's different now. And the, the, the shift in perception is one of the most critical things that Tony and company should be focusing on. It is time for the ultimate face-off. The Beard Bowl is here as the two best teams square off to see who the champion of facial fuzz is. Our friends at Manscaped are prepping everything you need for game day. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the MVP of facial grooming, offering precision trimming, water-resistant technology, and enough styling options to outplay any opponent. And guess what? You can join the winning team along with the 10 million men who already trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code WrestleBiz for 20% off and free shipping. Craft your winning look with Manscaped. You know I'm all about the big game on Sunday. I'll be in the SNY studios watching, chowing down on some wings, and I gotta be TV ready, and that includes with a fresh buzz on my facial hair, and the Beard Hedger helps me get just that. Don't let your beard be benched. It deserves the spotlight on the biggest stage. Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the ultimate franchise player to take your grooming game into the end zone. This package has made it easier than ever to craft your signature look with ease, featuring the Beard Hedger Cordless Trimmer. It packs one guard with 20 different lengths. That's right, no more messy drawers full of guards, but wait, there's more. The Beard Hedger is water-resistant as well. Run it under the sink and shave in the shower for easy cleanups. It's time to move the sticks from your old beard razor. Look and feel ready for the big game every day with Manscaped's beard formulations, including beard balm, beard oil, shampoo, and conditioner. And 
Lastly, as a bonus, Manscaped has thrown in a beard accessory pack, beard brush, beard comb, and beard scissors for the finishing touches every modern bearded gentleman deserves. The playoff beard has never looked better. Trust Manscaped to get the job done. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code WrestleBiz at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com with our code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I. Gear up for the real halftime show where your beard takes center stage. If Mercedes can get those women in a position where they're being booked consistently in more than one segment on Dynamite or Rampage or Collision in main event positions, especially on a pay-per-view, that will be a success. So we will see what why do you kind think of impact. Be a, why, why do you think that will be a success? Because it will have signified a change in thinking because we know Tony's a very numbers driven person, right? Like he, I mean, we've had this discussion at nauseum on how analytical he gets with a lot of this stuff. If those women become positioned in a spot on the card where people are tuning into them in main events or being featured multiple times and, and sticking around, that will be reflective of positive contribution, in my opinion. In your um, opinion, it won't matter at the end of the day if the creative that supports those appearances is not compelling and those women do not have a the possibility of having a positive impact on the only measurable aspect of this conversation, which is do the ratings improve? Do more people watch as a result of their exposure and added exposure? If the answer to that question, if you're a numbers guy or not, is yes. If, 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 if they show up and if the creative, the strategy, the approach allows these women to perform and contribute more viewers to the show, that's a success. You could have women in 50% of the segments, but if it doesn't add value to the show in a measurable way, not a subjective way. Well, I said viewership. Right. And if it, if, but that's my point where I'm kind of circling back to my point, yeah. just having them there doesn't do, doesn't, it, it, it may not reap any value or rewards. It, that's why I say there has to be a, a change in strategy, creatively and otherwise, in order to take advantage of the potential that a Mercedes Monet and the rest of the women that you mentioned, as well as some that are already there, like Rebel and like Britt Baker. If there's not a creative strategy in place, they're just going to show up and take a check like everybody else yeah. in that company. Well, the timeless Tony Storm character is an Eric Bischoff character through and through if I've ever seen one. So hopefully the way she's featured too continues to uh, be an anchor for that division because I think she's done a great job there. Um, let's 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 stay with the AW side of things here. We were going to save this for a later part of the show, but I think it's relevant to what we're talking about. And and this was the big news within the television industry this week. And that is this joint streaming venture between ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery. They're launching a joint streaming sports service in the U.S. Per the press release from Warner Brothers Discovery, it will bring together sports linear networks and direct-to-consumer service ESPN+, Plus, offering to include NBA, NFL, WNBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, college sports, UFC, 
PGA Tour Golf, Grand Slam Tennis, the FIFA World Cup Cycling, and much more. The service will be offered through a new standalone app built from the ground up for the passionate sports fan. Now, as of now, AEW not included in this streaming service package. Uh, but as we also know, Eric, there has not been a new deal between AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery finalized as of yet. Uh, if that relationship is going to continue, we are not sure. But uh, certainly significant, significant industry news and will change the way that a lot of sports are consumed. But my question to you, did we just reinvent cable? <laughs> I gotta, it's starting to feel that way, right? I, I mean... And this and remember be... when, dude, I remember the first time I ever heard of Hulu. It had to be know, early 2000s. And I heard about it and I, I wanted to check it out. And all Hulu was at the time was really cool, like National Geographic kind of outdoor footage. At least that was the majority of it that I, that I found initially when I went to Hulu. And now it's, I don't know, HBO Lite, I guess, whatever. And there's so many of them now. And I remember they used to be cheap. Like one of the interesting aspects of, of streaming was that, oh, you can download this for like three bucks to get all this great content. Well, not anymore. It's, it's getting really, oh, Conrad Thompson, I'll have to call him back. <laughs> it's getting really expensive now. And my streaming package is looking a lot like my cable package. I guess That's what I'm saying, my, man. I rocket finance and try to do some math on that one and see if it's worth it anymore. I mean, I think a package like this, we don't know the pricing yet, but I think that we're looking at something of upwards of 50 to $70. We know live sports are premium property. So at that point, we're talking cable bills. You combine that with other services that you have, we're talking cable. Because, yeah, you're spending 120 months month on streaming platforms. Right. <laughs> that's what I don't understand. Like we have gone so roundabout in this and sure you could say, maybe you can get a little more in the weeds and on demand with the process of streaming, but paying, paying $70 for buffering and delayed feeds. I don't know, man. Something about that is just not all that appealing to me personally, but I do think there is something to be said about these three major entities, Disney, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery, doing business together here. What do you think about that? Survival. Desperate people do desperate things. Look, cable is getting its ass kicked. I mean, that's, I can't think of it. There's no other way, there's no other commentary that, that's worth having for me at least because I'm not in the business of, of cable or streaming any, anymore, but it sure seems to me like this is strength in numbers because individually they're just getting their asses kicked. ESPN's getting its ass kicked. Warner brothers is in such a state of flux. Are they merging with Paramount or selling? We to haven't Paramount? heard anything official on that. There's, you know, that's still in play. There's, Cost cutting, the spinoff of CNN, that's either done or still in play. I mean, it's such a, a volatile environment that I, you know, I certainly can't have anything to add in terms of predictions because it's just one big mess. Now, AEW, as we said, still uncertain as to what its forecast is going to be with Warner Brothers Discovery, but 
you'd have to imagine if you're Tony Khan, you're licking your lips to be part of an opportunity like that. We know that Warner Bros. Discovery views AEW through the prism of a sports property. They've gone on record of saying as much, uh, regardless of whether the actual content is or not would be an outstanding opportunity to get some additional eyes or at least be available for those eyes. No, I don't know. I it, look demand for the product is what, what gets you additional. I, I don't think there's anybody not watching AEW because they don't have access to it. If there is a number that were to suggest that because more people in the demo watch, get their entertainment from their phones or their tablets or whatever, than traditional television, there may be some, I would suggest, infinitesimal number of new viewers that will watch that otherwise didn't. But that's not the typical wrestling fan. It's just not. I, I think that that reality of the shift in consumption of entertainment as it relates to digital versus linear uh, or terrestrial television. I think it's a valid conversation. I think it really barely applies to professional wrestling. So to suggest that, oh my gosh, Tony gets he's licking his chops, and I'm not criticizing your comment, but Tony's, you know, wringing his hands, can't wait to be a part of that because it's going to mean so. Wait a minute, why is it going to mean anything? Unless there's demand for the product, it just, it's just going to be another data point that's going to be unimpressive yeah but access i understand you said you believe that aw fans if they want the product they can get it but having ability to be on a platform that is easily accessible for wide audiences think about how many shows that people randomly stumble upon when they're on an app i'm not saying that that's going to account for a large part of me chunk of your audience but uh, it's never going to hurt to have your product out in front of more eyes <laughs> But it's never going to matter either unless there's an appetite for the product. You don't win by default. You could make AEW available for free to 100 million people around the world or around the United States or 368 million people. Doesn't mean they're going to watch it. You have to create demand for the product in order for the distribution opportunities to matter. Otherwise, it's a tree that falls in a very, very, very crowded forest, and nobody hears it. So, there you go. It's just crazy to me that we really have reinvented the cable model. That's all I kept thinking of when I saw this. And we're going to be in this weird cycle, and how will people pivot out of this in five years' time? I don't know. But it does kind of underscore WWE getting on the Netflix platform where they're not going to be part of that crowded arena that is going to be on a, a streaming service like yeah, i mean this. i mean just think about it john from a practical point of view as we're talking through this it just occurred to me so aew or we're, we're talking about aew aew's on the new app in there with esp and all of the sports fox all the sports that whatever it is all of that sports content is going to be on the same app how many people you think are going to be going to AEW because they couldn't get it on television. I know I'm coming back to that, but I think anybody that's jumping up and down over that potential opportunity is deluding themselves. I, I think the, the number of people that will consume the product that's actually measurable, not some fictitious bullshit that's made up in a 
in, in a promotional press release, but the actual impact and real viewers that are watching the product that's not a, not a result of duplication is going to be so fractional, nobody will report on it. Well, we're also dealing in hypotheticals, Eric, because AW doesn't currently have a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery moving forward. So, no, I'm just suggesting yeah. if they did. No, no yeah. I know they don't. No, I'm, just, way, I'm, when, I'm when adding that to the, to the discourse here. Like, we don't even know if this will be a relevant conversation in a few no, months. It may not. But let me ask you when is the, when does the current AEW with, uh, Turner expire. The understand it's not publicly known, but the understanding that has been reported is that it's towards quarter four this year. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. They're going to have, I would imagine there's, this isn't, we're not going to have to wait till the last minute. If there's not an announcement pretty soon, like if, what is it? We're in February. If there's not an announcement by cable upfronts, and that's when you're going to know. I think cable upfronts used to be right after network upfronts, which are in the end of the first quarter, I think, first part of second quarter. So it's coming up. Yeah. If there's no, AEW presence in cable upfronts. Start making other plans, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'd suspect probably end of Q1, start of Q2 is when we'll find some degree of answer as to the television future. Yeah, so we're talking about weeks. Yeah, we're February 8th right now as we record this. So probably around WrestleMania time, somewhere in that general arena, we'll, we'll hear some more information about that. Uh, Eric, there was another pretty big piece of news that dropped in the wrestling realm uh, earlier this week as well. And that is that Scott Demore is out as president of TNA Wrestling. Uh, Anthony Ciccone is going to be taking over. Uh, he's got a extensive cable executive background. Uh, but this comes on the heels of TNA rebranding, relaunching, uh, quite a bit of fanfare in the wrestling discourse um they did their highest attendance numbers they've done in years and now we're getting these changes uh talent were made aware of the news on wednesday initially through a press release it was said that demore was terminated uh there were tons of talent who came out on social media who said that they were upset about this and that they they love scott demore pretty wild turn of events here with all the goodwill that we've been hearing from TNA over the course of the past month or so. What'd you make of this news? You know, I don't know. I've never heard anything but uh, positive things about Scott from people that have worked with him. Um, 
going way back to my time in, in TNA, I never worked with Scott at all. Uh, so I don't have any personal experience with him that I can talk about. But I can't think of one person, and there's been many, that I've talked to that didn't have good things to say about Scott DeMore. Add to that the, the recent, look, it's, you know, success or not, how do you measure success if, if, you, if you're engaged in a long-term strategy and a long-term business plan? You know, success is incremental. If you want to look at, you know, week to week, you know, television ratings or ticket sales, that's another something to look at. But there's not one data point that determines whether or not something is be, being successful. That being said, it's just sure from, from my perspective, and I don't watch the product a lot dropped in on it like everything else. But from my impression, all the moves have been kind of leading in the right direction. And the goodwill amongst the audience that I've seen publicly has been very, very, has really increased. I've seen a lot more volume of positive TNA kind of comments and conversations just through the course of day-to-day -day social media activity. Um, so if you got a guy that's generally really, really well liked and respected by his peers or the people that work with him, um, and you've got these positive signs of at least indications of growth, there's buzz. It seems odd that you would let someone like that go, unless there's reasons that we don't know about, and that there could be a million of them. It could range sure. from. Scott having very firm beliefs in a creative direction and strategy that he was not willing to compromise on or a chemistry issue. Can, who knows? The, the initial know. press release from TNA said that the move aims to further integrate TNA wrestling into Anthem's entertainment group of which Chaconi is the president leveraging the entire company's resources to add more value in areas including production, distribution, marketing, viewership, customer acquisition, digital revenue streams, ad sales and sponsorships, digital tech operations and more. Blah 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 right. fucking corporate blah so, blah blah speak. So what a waste been a of lot time. of time. There there was there was some chatter too that Anthem would be open to letting talent go if they were interested on the heels of this. Um, we haven't seen any of that happen yet. Eric, when I saw this move and I read that press release, that blah, 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 blah part that you just mentioned, the first thing that came to my mind was I'm curious if they're exploring the possibility of a sale of the entity. And that may make sense because that, that, press release was such a circle jerk. I mean, how could you get any more corporate speak and meaningless narrative into one press release? This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm going to read, anything. I'm going to read a report from Dave here because he's the only one who's given insight and you can choose to do with it what you will. Um, but he said this, we quote, I think Scott Demore thought that it's time to spend spend some more money, try to go after more talent, try to build this TNA thing up. 
have a little bit of momentum and the anthem people were kind of like we don't want to increase the budget and maybe even wanted to cut back on the budget but definitely didn't want to increase it and it was just a standoff and that's kind of what happened so if that information eric were to be truthful and they're in the interest of trying to maintain the budget or even cut down on it putting those pieces together plus with that press release we know that they're not making money on the TNA Impact program because it's on a network that they have ownership stake in, so they're not licensing that product out. Putting they're the probably not thing. making any money on advertising either, which is the right. Really right. So putting those pieces together, and we know that they already sold off some of the streaming rights to Endeavor, that says to me that they're at least exploring some sort of an acquisition or, or sale or change in, in some structure within TNA, just putting some context clues together. So who would um, buy it? Like, would Tony buy it? Who else would dis- be interested? Can't, can't discount anything with Tony Khan, but... Um, I mean, who else would, you know, what, what, does, what does it provide to a current wrestling producer that they don't already have? So is either WWE or... AEW in a position where they can look at the TNA current distribution and go, wow, that'd be added value. Or are there certain talents there that are under contract and contract is part of the assets of TNA. So in the case of a sale, the contracts would come along with it. Are there certain talents that WWE or AEW would be interested in as part of the acquisition? What's the library work? Arguably, the pre-sale, the pre-anthem library is probably worth more than the post-anthem library, just because of the talent and the principle. Sure. Well, Endeavor has Endeavor has the rights to the streaming properties with TNA right now. Okay, so 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 TNA and in a sale, their video library is not even part of the sale. Potentially not. If I wanted to buy it tomorrow, which I probably could actually afford, <laughs> if I wanted to buy it tomorrow, oh my goodness. <laughs> if I wanted to buy it tomorrow and I was able to come to terms, part of those terms would exclude the library, correct? That's my understanding. You pop me, dude. With you and I could buy this for less money than we spend on, I don't know, sushi throughout the year. Oh my goodness. Let's take a pause because this episode of Strictly Business is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, gents. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Here's how you do it. BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is so simple. You sign up at bluechew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so there's no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluechew's tablets are made in the United States of America and prepared and shipped directly to your door in a discreet 
package. What better way to celebrate Netflixing and chilling with WWE Raw on your television than by popping a Blue Chew? It's going to be easier than ever before. And whether Raw is a two-hour show or a three-hour show, you're going to be able to get your action in and see all the action on your television screen or wherever you are streaming this show. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options now at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WrestleBiz at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code WrestleBiz, W-R-E-S-T-L-E-B-I-Z, to receive your first month absolutely free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. I'm not, well, I'm not even sure I'm exaggerating because I, I dropped some bucks on sushi. It's just weird because there was buzz around the product within the industry. Oh, they've my got, God. They've got, they've got great talent. This These talent really like Scott Damore. The TNA Impact product has been consistent the past couple of years. So many of their talent have gone on to WWE or AEW. So it is surprising to see the quickness in which all of this happened and uh, – what that could mean. I'll tell you what, Eric, if I'm WWE based off his reputation, his demonstrated creative mind and his relationship with talent, Scott, Demore is someone I'm bringing in no matter what you're finding a role for him. And if there's a chance that the creative structure in WWE changes, we don't really know what the executive structure of WWE is going to look like a year from now. If there are any changes, what, what a great, guy to have on your roster to be able to move into any different position in creative or talent relations that you'd like him in. I don't see it in WWE. I don't think no? Scott played it. Scott hasn't played at that level. But I he, mean, but I, that see but that's not true though. TNA and WWE just had this partnership. They did it with Jordan Grace. They did it a couple years ago with Mickey James. That was all orchestrated by Scott Demore. Okay. You can have that one. I I disagree. That, that one instance does not demonstrate a creative history. Or no, I'm, I'm not talking about creative. Let me finish, all right, right, let me finish mucker father. Damn. <laughs> You're jumping my shit off. I can morning. defend myself. Defend yourself on your own time, not mine. Give me a chance to respond for crying out loud. Scott Dumore, for as long as he's been in the industry has played in a creative capacity at a very low level. Meaningful level, TNA, initially, yes, meaningful. Some good stories, some good creative. Scott D. Moore has never played major league ball. He's played minor league ball. Does that mean he's not capable of playing major league ball? Absolutely not. But there's no perceived immediate high value there based on his track record of playing minor league ball because none of those successes have been extraordinary in that minor league. We'll see. What I was trying to say, before you lost your shit, was that I see it, I see a path for Scott in AEW much more easily than I see in WWE. WWE right now doesn't need creative horsepower. They need structure, and that that and we'll talk a lot about that, I'm sure, in a press conference. There's a lot of things that creative needs right now, which is all just about stability because of the recent changes, right? And it'll, it'll get there. 
But AEW desperately needs somebody like Scott DeMore. There's a pre-existing relationship with Jeff Jarrett within AEW that would be beneficial to Scott DeMore. At least I think so. Maybe maybe they got heat that I never heard about. But I've always kind of, I've always heard good things about Scott from Jeff. So, and, and because the need is greater. Scott DeMore could have a much more significant, no pun intended, impact in AEW than he would being one of 18 other actually more experienced writers. I don't disagree with that, but I also don't think Scott DeMore's vision of pro wrestling and the way that TNA and Impact have been presented the last few years match what Tony Khan's vision is. And right, then, he'll make the back, argument then he'll go back to waste management or whatever right, he was well, in. Say, well, and you can make the argument that, okay, well, you want to see an overhaul of how Tony presents wrestling. That's subjective up to however, whatever your preferences are of pro wrestling. But I just don't think that they align. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, they have worked together. TNA and AEW did work together for a period of time. So uh, we'll, we'll see on that front, I suppose. Um, last thought here, Eric, I want to get into circling back to AEW just to finish. Sting won Tag Team Gold on Dynamite this week. And it seems like he's on a collision course with the Young Bucks for his last match in a month's time. Uh, Getting one last little title run here. Really feel-good moment. His kids were on screen with him. Any thoughts on Sting getting a little tag team title run here on the way out? I'm just happy for him, man. He's doing what he wants to do. Sting is Steve Borden, who plays the character Sting, has this opportunity to kind of write the end his own story and put a period at the end of the last sentence of the last chapter of the sting character. Uh, I think that's such a gift, uh, not, not to be minimized because very few people, very few performers, particularly athletes and actors, or excuse me, musicians, actors, whatever you want to end your career on your own terms. And too often your career has been cut short for any number of reasons self-inflicted or otherwise. And to see somebody like Steve Borden, who I've known for well over 30 years now and worked with for many of those, in the position to to write the end of his own story, I just think it's the best thing ever. I get the same feeling. Have you seen the series Griselda? No. It is so awesome. What is her name? Sophia Verga? Vergara. Vergara, mm-hmm. Modern Family. Yep. She's this wacky bimbo, Colombian character. Very, very funny. Does a great job in that. She's the executive producer and, and lead actress in this series called Griselda. And she absolutely transformed herself as a character. Huh. And in such a powerful way that watching it allows me to consciously go, she can't be related to that same modern family character. I mean, (laughs) this isn't the same person. This can't possibly physically be the same person. She transforms herself so much. And the reason I bring this up and I, and I draw this parallel is because I think what, what Sophia Vergara is enjoying right now is that gift that allows her to go, you know what? I was very successful with this part of my career, but I want to be in control of the direction of my career. And I want to, I want to make a big splash in a highly dramatic part. 
And I think to have the, the ability and the talent to dictate the course of your character and your career for a performer, that is as close you're going to get to freedom. Because for the most part, your career is not in your hands. You're so dependent on others to make those choices for you or, or to, to, to typecast you into certain opportunities. And so, so Sophia Vergara took a hold of it and said, no, 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 you're not going to remember me like that. You're going to remember me like this. Mm. And that's power. You know, that's strength. That's, that's amazing. And that's what Steve, is, Steve Borden is doing with his character Sting. He's ending it the way he wants to end it. And I just, I, I get excited when, when somebody has achieved that level of success. Yeah. You can measure success by how much money you have in the bank or, you know, how many pictures of yourself and championship belts that you used to hold or surrounded, you know, in your shrine to yourself, whatever it is. But to me, success is freedom and the freedom to choose and to write your own story. And Steve is writing his own story. Yeah. Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful reported today as we record this that Sting didn't want to win the tag team titles. He just wanted to do his own thing. But Tony Khan and AW Creative insisted that Darby and Sting had a lot of equity as a tag team built up over the course of the past few years, and they wanted them to have a moment and give Sting an opportunity to be appreciated by the fans. And I think that's great, man. I think anytime you can treat a legend right on the way out, that's good for everybody. Everybody gets to enjoy that. And I'm a big fan of the Darby and Sting tag team. I think they have both benefited each other in a really unique, unexpected way. And as we march towards Greensboro, it's going to be a, it's going to be an emotional Emotional night that that night where Sting headlines that pay per view and gets his farewell, and I'm, I'm sure for you it'll be a little emotional too. I'd have to imagine. I may even go. Yeah, I may even go. I I I may just throw on some makeup and a hat and a wig and walk in like an old man with a cane and just kind of sneak in and incognito and just soak it all up. Yeah, that that'd be that'd be something. You in Greensboro there. I'm excited to see. I think the Young Bucks and them are going to put on a great program and a great match, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, a positive way to end this week's Strictly Business. Eric, anything else you want to throw out there before we gear up for this? Oh, I just conference? encourage everybody, if you haven't done so already, go to 83weeksonyoutube.com. Subscribe, subscribe, and subscribe again. Get the little notification bell. Because for the first time ever, 83 Weeks is going live. Your questions, live polls, live interviews from the scene. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff that we've never done before. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I encourage everybody to we spread want the word. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Yes, please do. We want you part of our team here on Strictly Business. Advertise with Eric.com. Get your business, get your product out in front of thousands of listeners and viewers every single week. The 83 Weeks feed and Strictly Business feed are among the largest in the pro wrestling realm, and we want you to be part of that. Advertise with Eric.com. This has been Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff. We will see you next time. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> 
Those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.